welcome to episode 20 of the City SC Report. My name is Steve, and with me, as always, is Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. Cue the uh, Grover Washington Jr. and Bill Wither, because it's just the two of us. Uh, we are planning on recording another episode later this month with a special guest, but for this podcast, you'll be stuck with us. But that's okay. We have plenty to talk about. We're going to discuss the latest City 2 match and the team's current situation. And we'll also discuss some City news and rumors. So, first up, City 2 played host to Chicago Fire 2 this past Saturday night, winning by the final of 2-1. to one. And besides the final score, there were some exciting and interesting moments of the game. First thing, though, I got to say, I was pretty giddy walking into the stands, looking over at the pitch and seeing not only Jao Klaus warming up, but also Pedro, Jensen, and Ostrock. All in the field as well. It was really cool. Four, four of our players on next year's MLS squad together. It brought a... Nice little smile to my face. Yep, slowly turning from City 2 to City 1.5. It's great. As much as I love our City 2 guys, seeing these four players that we've only seen pictures of and have read about, finally in person, it was pretty amazing to me anyway. I mean, those of us who've watched lower division soccer where we played somebody else's two team and watched them drop down a bunch of MLS guys, I'm so excited to be on the other end of that. Let them complain like, well, they... They threw five MLS guys at us. Like, great. That's it is our turn for that. We're due. Exactly. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, out of the four, Jao Klaus did get the start and played the entire first half. I made a few notes watching him that first half. Um, first off, it, I'm kind of torn about talking about him this way because there's a lot of things to consider. First off, he hasn't had a start in a long time, and I think it showed. I think it was obvious that he was not. 100%. I don't know if he was actually dealing with a bit of an injury. He did take a few knocks during the game, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking about this. He actually um, kind of walks like he's injured, like an older man. Like he, he kind of runs like I do, like his feet hurt. I, dude, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> was I the only one? I, I'm not sure about the running. Some <laughs> forwards run weird because they're always looking at the ball differently i i, I True. don't know i don't know i just i just kept thinking about eddie johnson remember how eddie johnson always yeah. looked like his feet hurt and i just it made me think of him but anyway uh yeah i mean he, no he's not in he's not in mid season form yeah. right now there's a reason why we want to bring these guys in early and get them adjusted he's he's not yet but that's that's all right that's what the point of playing now in august in edwardsville right I yeah, like I said, I I'm trying to hold judgment on him because, like I said, it was his first start. But um, I did make a few observations outside of him running like an old man. Uh, he did look a bit sluggish. Um, hopefully, that's not how he actually is. But I I don't think overall he's going to be a fast forward anyway. He's more of that target in the box forward. He's a big presence, and um, yeah, and you could see him. When there were balls coming in, he would move quicker. No, this is not the guy who's going to run 50 yards with the ball and set himself up. He needs setup men. He plays like a forward who's waiting for MLS setup men who aren't there yet. Um, It's very hard to judge forwards without the center mid 
pairing that they're going to need to be able to to connect with because those connections are what takes so long in practice. Right. And right now, I mean, these guys in the center mid are not the guys he's going to be yeah. trying to do this with. So I would love to see what he will look like with more time to develop that rapport. It's it's not there yet. So, you know, his grade isn't incomplete. Right. Until yeah. we see he, him with an MLS level midfield. I mean, that's that's per that's exactly what I was going to say. He didn't gel well with the other guys and you but, could tell he was getting frustrated and um but yeah, it's kind of to be expected too, not just with the quality, but also because he hasn't played with them all season. It was, it was his first game, first new team. Knowing who's going to be where, knowing you know where you can expect that ball. That like, look, if I make this run, you, you've got to see me here. Or oh, if I see you coming in, I'll set up here. It, it's no, it, it's not there yet. Yeah. Um. So TBD on him, but uh, hoping for good things in the future. For obviously. Okay. So the match itself. The first half, we definitely had the advantage on possession. We were threatening constantly. Had a few shots on goal. Klaus had a few shots. I think he missed a header off a corner, I believe. And then fire two, the times they did have, they made some pretty impressive runs down, but didn't do much. Finally, 35th minute, something collapsed. There was miscommunication, sloppiness in front of McGrain. Something happened, and all of a sudden it's one nothing bad guys. Uh, yeah, and, and it was against the run of plays. St. Louis were clearly the better team. But before it happened, my younger brother and I were having the conversation in the stand saying, like, man, those couple of guys, the fire of God, are fast. If we're not careful, one of them is going to break a run here on the counter and and catch us off guard. And sure enough, three, four minutes later, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. They just they had a lot of speed up top. But then the one player who was just lightning fast... The couple times when he got held up a little bit and had to slow down and try and play the ball with his feet I, under pressure, oh, he just collapsed instantly. But you can tell why he's on their two team and not their one team. He's got a lot of speed and a lot of potential, but he's not an all-around player yet. But that's the kind of guy, though, that if you're not careful, they'll burn you. And and they did. I was glad to see that there was more game left after that because that was very frustrating to be dominating the run of play and then all of a sudden you're down one nil yeah we probably should have gone in the into the half at at least nil nil because that was shouldn't have happened no it was sloppy it was very sloppy there was i mean give them credit for for no i'm not going to it was (laughs) their game plan was to hang back a little bit and then try and hit us in the counter because they know they have speed yeah uh times when we had the ball that they would drop a lot of guys back behind the ball they know they played to their strengths, especially in a road game, but we should not have been behind at any point. No. So yeah, going into the half, it was one nil. Um, second half started. Diaz subbed in for Klaus at the start, and all of a sudden there was this whole big energy from City Two. They were back to the races. Um, it, it made a difference. Again, not to harp on Klaus, he got us forty five minutes in, but. It, you could tell it was a, almost like a whole different team once Diaz came in. In the 55th minute, Yarrow scored off a free kick from Celio to tie it up. Uh, and then a, I made a note of this because I thought it was really odd. There was a strange thing that happened. Um, Fire 2 collected three yellow cards in the span of just under three minutes. They were out of control all night. <laughs> 
And the problem is, if you're going to allow five subs, then they need a rule about how many yellow cards your team can have because you can have half of your team get a card and just keep subbing out the guys with cards. They really need... There needs to be some sort of a rule that at a certain point, once you hit your fifth yellow card, you lose a substitution or something. Uh, That was one we were throwing around in conversation in the stands that... Because otherwise, just, oh, well, he's on a yellow, sub him out. Oh, both of them got a yellow within a minute of each other, sub them both out. Yep. Uh, it was very frustrating. So, yeah, I, th- I think we were just running them ragged at that point. They were getting frustrated, too. And anyway, City 2 had back-to-back buildups that almost amounted to a goal around the 62nd minute. And then in the 70th minute, Pedro made his debut, came in with Rivas, and Ostrock came on for Kuzain in the 75th. Now, I'm going to say, um, see if you agree with me, but to me, Pedro really impressed me. The kid looked confident. He was aggressive, quick with the ball, fast, looked ready from the get-go, looked like he was at midseason form. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's easier for defenders to come into a system they haven't been running and get by on you're a good defender. Uh, harder for the for the offensive players for Klaus and Ostrak both to find how that's working together on offense. But Pedro absolutely looked, uh, yeah, aggressive is definitely the word for it out there. He was going after people. I I liked that he was a uh, he looked for real. The only problem with him, he's, he's a left back who wears a number two. I mean, <laughs> two is clearly a right back number. I think that's just for City too, though. I think uh, I think They've that was the only, only number available. You can't be letting maybe. a left let's, back wear a two. That, that, let's not look too much into that. that that's <laughs> that they need to talk to their uniform. Yeah, because uh, he's on the wrong wing for that. I didn't even notice that honestly, but he he was great. He was fun to watch. Oh yeah. Um, Doling finally connected for City 2 in the 85th minute to put City 2 on top 2-1, to one, his 8th goal, and Celio with the assist there as well. And then for some reason, at the end of regulation, they added 6 minutes on. I thought that was really bizarre. I didn't see anything that caused 6 minutes. There was that... Again, a lot of yellow cards, but was... now you're just rewarding the team that kept getting yellow cards with more of a chance to come back. It's It's... Very counterintuitive to how that's supposed to work. You know, that was the only thing that slowed it up is it Chicago weird. kept getting cards. It was ridiculous, but I mean, luckily it didn't matter. City 2 closed it out, and 2-1 to one was the final. It was a good game. It was. And a, and a really good crowd. Um, for the second game in a row over in Edwardsville, yeah. you know, I, I think some of the excitement of getting some of the city MLS players coming in is really helping. Um, I think you know, so, I know too. they've had... Pushes with uh, Illinois youth teams coming in and stuff, uh, but really good crowd size. Yeah, for sure. So, no appearance by, let's see if I can say his name right, Isaac Jensen, or is it Isaac Jensen? Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely Jensen, yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, so he didn't get it any time, that, that's fine. But 45 minutes for Klaus, 20 plus for Pedro, and 15 plus for Ostrock. I was talking a little quieter. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mention him. Um, he played decent, but nothing too exciting. Again, you're an offensive player coming in, just trying to get him some minutes yeah. with the team, get him up to form. You know, give him some time to hopefully start to gel. I agree. Made some decent passes. I noted there was a couple times where he was double teamed and had to work his way out of those jams, which 
I think he was 50-50 on that. But um, Oh, and then at the end, uh, towards the end of the match, he took a very long shot because why not, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's just like, I'm going to take this. So that was it for those guys. It was great seeing them, and I'm sure we'll see more of them, hopefully. Uh, with that win Saturday, City 2 still sits in second place in the Western Conference. Four points behind Tacoma. And we still have a game in hand over them? Yes, we do. Tied on points with Houston. One game in hand over both teams. Uh, City 2 now begins their five-game road series, starting with Whitecaps 2 this Sunday at 4 p.m. local time. The good news is that we have the best road record in our conference at 5-1-1. One, and one. And I haven't seen the math, but considering the teams we're visiting, Caps 2, Quakes 2, Timbers 2, Dynamo 2, and North Texas, a.k.a. Dallas 2, uh, four of those five teams are within contention for a playoff spot. So here's where I was trying to <laughs> do some logistics and get this uh, analyzed myself. But if if basically if we return home from that final match and had a good run on the road, we should have clinched a playoff spot by that time. I don't think this trip is a make or break for us as far as like we have to win every match. Um, we're sitting in a pretty good spot. There's enough points between us and Quakes 2 and Caps 2. They're both eight points behind us and out of the playoffs. So if we come home with points against those two teams and either a win over Houston or North Texas, I think that should do it. I don't know. I think someone with the math skills will sit down after the next couple games and be able to figure that out still like, a lot of variables at this there point is, but we're um, i mean I, we're, we're gonna start seeing those it's close enough out, they though. control their own destiny if they're yeah it could be someone from the team will figure it out or mls next pro or matt baker matt baker matt baker will, matt will, baker get on it you know long stretch before we're gonna see another home game that's yeah. uh there's that september 18th game that's the last game um we still don't know where a lot of rumors, nothing confirmed. Don't know. Mystery game I saw was at Hackworth uh, talking to the media this week, kind of laughing about that, that, no. that they hadn't announced yet. Yeah, he was saying, uh, you know, one more game left and nobody's said where it is, right? And <laughs> though he just kind of left it hanging there. I don't even know anymore. I don't think it is Centene. I've, I've always been sticking by my guns for Centene since MLS Next Pro put that out said it was going to be and then took it back um, um part of me just wishes for old time's sake that it'd be at soccer park in fenton that would be so cool that would be a load of fun but uh, yeah, it would. i think right. opening a new stadium would be even more oh, fun yeah. or you can always play at the dome right <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on on the news side of things st louis city made it official by adding City 2's Kyle Hebert to the MLS side. 25-year-old Hebert signed a two-year contract with an option for a third year. So Kyle adds to our defense pool with Yarrow and Nilsson. I think both he and Yarrow will have a lot to prove next year at training camp. Um, I'm thinking City will most likely sign another central defender, probably someone with more MLS experience, so they will have to contend with that guy for a starting role. Yeah, I mean, you assume he's... he's... He'll be on the bench next year for the MLS squad, yeah. but the uh, the fact that he's the first actual like signing from straight from the city two roster uh, 
I thought was an interesting choice. I mean, Yarrow got signed kind of a with the understanding that this is an MLS contract for next year, but a City 2 contract for this year. It was all one deal. Right. None of the other guys from City 2 have been extended an official offer yet. We've heard, yet. you know, rumors that Kuzan might be getting brought up, but the team has not. There, there's nothing on paper about that yet. And the fact that it's Hebert and not an offensive player, I think, is interesting. He's he's played well. Um, so is DeRosa on the back line, though. So, you know, I I think they've had a very solid defense out there. Obviously, Yarrow is great, but, uh, you know, great for Hebert. I'm happy for him. Um, he is going to have his work cut out for him to get minutes next year with the big squad, though. Yeah, with City 2 being our reserve team, I'm sure you'll see one or both of them, him and Yarrow, jumping back and forth to get minutes here and there as needed. Um, depth is good. You need quality depth at every position. Cover injuries, late subs, cup games, etc. Oh, yeah. Get... So having Yarrow and Hebert as your backup central defenders. It is. That's, that's, not that's bad. good depth. I'm happy with those guys as a... Uh... With him as a depth signing, yeah. uh, curious sure. to see who else is going to, uh, you know, maybe make that step up and then see who else they're signing when the MLS season's over. So congrats to Kyle. You've got to think that right now, if you're Lutz and Carnell and probably Hack even sitting around trying to decide who else are we going to bring, they probably have a list we could possibly sign. But obviously a lot depends on who they sign between now and training camp of next year, once the this current MLS season is over. Yeah. And, and, and we only have one international spot left, right? I believe so, although you can trade for more. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, they're going to be assigning a number of Americans or guys on who count as Americans and against your roster, yeah. depending on the work contract or the work card situation. So, yeah, you know they're going to make a flurry of signings in the offseason and then see where their holes are. So they'll bring up another guy or two, but yeah. uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see who it is. And yeah. the fact that they made that call on Hebert now is a pretty big vote of confidence and not waiting till the offseason. Name your three. Who else? You get three. <laughs> Obviously not knowing who we're signing or what positions are available or anything. Just just the three guys. I, I still like Kuzan. Be... I think Kuzan is, is the classic borderline... MLS versus lower level guy. Um, I, I think he gets a shot. I'm I'm going Kuzan at maybe Doling. I I think Doling has an outside shot at it. Uh, I think Cilio has looked really good lately. I I think DeRosa has looked really good oh, lately. He's not a I guy. Only you, I only gave you three. I'm going Cilio <laughs> then. I DeRosa was not a guy who was on my radar until the last few games, and I really I, I like how he's been playing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a, I'm I'm going Cilio. All right, who are, who, are your, uh, who are your three? If you're trying to think of oh, who's got a shot. Oh, gosh. So I want to go with Celio as well and Kuzain. And, oh, gosh, it's tough because I think Max Schneider could really develop into a great. He's, oh, yeah. He has flashes of, of real legitimate. He does if he can uh, control himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I, he's the kind of guy who... How old is he? Do we remember? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, he's a... I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him with another year, you know, under his belt, but I I definitely see flashes from him 
So he, he could be a, a guy who gets a look. Or you bring him back in training camp and, uh, you know, take a look at him with the big guys. And if he doesn't make it, you drop him back down to your two roster for a second year. you got to assume a few of these guys might spend another year on the two roster, but there'll probably be a lot of turnover. I think a lot of them are going to go up or down. Either you're uh, getting a call up or you're making a move to USL somewhere. I, I don't see us bringing, you know, 20 of these guys back for a second year on City 2. I think they're... they're hoping for their shot, or also going to, you know, jump to somewhere else, you'd have to think. Uh, I'd be real curious what their contract situations look like compared to a USL Championship, USL 1 yeah. side. Uh, Schneider just turned 22 last month. So again, he could If be I here. were getting to direct his career, um, <laughs> I would give Schneider a year at a USL Championship squad and then bring him back. I'd love to see him play. Have there been any loans yet from... MLS from MLS Next Pro to USL that we know of championship. I because if you know, not, I, that I, is a really good idea. I, Although I, I don't know, but then I haven't been following the other teams' rosters nearly closely enough yeah, to know yeah. if they're getting. Also, I'm wondering. Years. Well, players too. <laughs> part of having an MLS Next Pro, you know that they want to keep some of their guys in house so that you mm-hmm. can direct their their growth a little bit more. Sure. You can say like, look, we don't want to loan this guy out. And then what happens if he gets benched for a couple of weeks? And our whole point was to get him loaned out and get him competition. You keep him playing for your two team. You can tell your two team coach, Hey, this guy is, is your starter. Cause yeah. we need to see him get minutes. You know, you, things you can do in house. Like I said, though, in a perfect world, I would like to see him play in a, different competition i would like to see him you know playing for a usl championship team and see how he fared in a league like that yeah Um, that's that's a great so yeah that kind of a loan deal i would i I think would be good for him but i don't know that it's good for the mls okay so i'm withdrawing schneider because he's going to be my loan my loanee to uh but it's an interesting pick i really i've liked him all year indy indianapolis yeah there you go um and so my third pick Cousin, Celio, and no, you know what? I am going with Schneider. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Schneider. Good, good call. Yeah. All right. I'm curious about the kids. We've got some real young oh, guys. Yeah. I'd love to see, you know, what their long-term plans are for no them. No kidding. Nothing wrong with bringing an 18-year-old up fast if you really think he's, you know, getting close. Well, they did bring up Mikey Joyner to City 2 from the U17 team. And then there was a kid who was really ripping it up. Last year, who was that? Oh, Jackson Delkus. That's who it was. Super 16 player. And some of those guys may make a squad in another year. Some of those guys are planning to go to college and come back in a couple. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Uh, you know, they're all kind of on different tracks there, but there's, you know, some of those will pan out. If not next year, the year after, we're going to start seeing some of those guys, you know, getting a look at an MLS roster. All right. Let's. Uh move out of that realm and into the realm of rumors. Rumors are fun sometimes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on the rumor front, I'll start out with an interesting one. And from all accounts, I believe it was first mentioned by the guys over at Soccer Capital Podcast. If I'm mistaken, I apologize. That's where I heard it from it. And I listened to the podcast they get all credit or blame either way. Yeah. So I, I listened to the podcast this morning to verify, and they did, in fact, say it, that they are saying 
that there is likely a kit reveal this October for our MLS team. I'm kit reveal in October. Definitely excited by that rumor. I would, I mean, like all of us nerdy soccer fans, we're all dying to see what the uh, yeah the kids like. October would be perfect for all of your uh, as your Christmas shopping season starts in November. Things can start hitting the store. Uh, my my birthday's in October, so it's kind of perfect. If my wife's listening, <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure how much water that holds. No offense, to the Soccer Capital Podcast. They didn't reveal their source, um, which I understand. But obviously it would be great. Um, it seems a little early to me as far as releasing a kit. I looked uh, into this current season's reveals, and nearly every one I could find was released about a month before this season began, which was uh, so it would have been in February, throughout the month of February, everybody was releasing. But Charlotte FC is the exception. So they're the newest franchise this season, they revealed their home kit on December 10th of last year. And we know that they were rushed to market a little bit faster than City was. That was the whole thing with uh, our team's debut was pushed back a year due to COVID, um, or else we would have been starting the same time as, as Charlotte. So if they were able to get theirs out in December, the possibility of City coming out with one in October... Uh, is feasible. It is at least a possibility. It still puts you five months before the season. It seems a little, I don't know, unorthodox to me, but... I mean, on the one hand, it, yeah, but you're not cutting into your old jersey sales. Like yeah. other teams, yeah, you, you want to sell out the last that. season first. Uh, if you're trying to make money off of it, and we all know that at the end of the day, MLS wants to make money, uh, yeah. you rush these to market now before Christmas, and that is a lot of money coming in. Yeah, I mean, I hope the guys are right. I'm sure many of us would love a new shirt from City, myself included, and, you know, take my money now. Yeah, uh, obviously the team doesn't exactly have full say over that either. There's league things and vendor, you know, the Adidas questions. and So if it is October, that'd be great. So we shall see. Two months to go. If they need, you know, guys, if you need to take your time to get it right, I, I am <laughs> yeah, okay waiting. If it's a question of uh, of really terrible jerseys or mm. terrible kits or uh, or wait until next February, I'll wait. It's all right. All right. Another rumor. This one's a fun one. Hellcat. It's soon to be Hellcat season at Centene Stadium. That's such a fun word. So a little birdie sent me a pic of a directional sign at Centene. Uh, it listed sections uh, on it, you know, directions to the sections, but on it included the word Hellcat. The same little birdie told me that the bar at the northeastern corner of the stadium, right behind the supporter section, is Hellcat. But not the actual supporter bar, correct? There's a central north end Right, larger bar with right. a lot of taps that w- yeah. would be the primary concession spot for the supporters. If this you, is the northeast corner, right? Well, correct. If you've seen pictures, um, the this is the the bar that'll be glassed in that people can enter before the game, and then I guess they open it during the game. Um, but yeah, right there at that northeast corner. So apparently that's Hellcat. Now. 
again, not totally verified, hence why I said rumor. Um, and where does the name come from? <laughs> I've, as soon as the, the, the images of that popped up, I saw a speculation online trying to figure out some deeper meaning behind it. I really think somebody just decided it's a cool word to name your bar. Maybe. I, I looked into it. I mean, my first thought was, you know, it's the name of a car. Could be... Uh, World War II fighter plane. Yep, that too. But also being tied into Lou Fuse could have something to do with them. Uh, I looked up, I did a search to see if there were any famous bars called Hellcat, especially in Germany or Ireland or anything. Didn't come up with... There's one in New York called Hellcat Annie's. That's I, the only thing I'd come up with. So I'm sure I there's a reason behind the name, but... I really do think some local uh, <laughs> local business wants to start a bar and just uh, came up with it and thought could it be. sounded good. It could be Gerard Kraft could be behind it too. I mean, which may be why the team's not announcing yet. Yeah. There, we know that they've been kind of dropping hints that more stuff is going to be coming out soon from Gerard Kraft. They were talking about him filming some uh, media spots for the team, so I'm assuming they're going to start with some reveals of who the food and drink vendors are, and presumably that will be. Part of that? Most likely. Um, I did think it was funny. On our City Report Discord chat, uh, someone did post a, another pic of that sign recently, and it has a uh, piece of tape over Hellcat now. <laughs> and it's, in, uh, it's a City Red piece of tape as well, so that's kind of fun. It is, but yeah, apparently uh, they, they realized that all of these stadium tours for the season ticket uh, purchasers are the closest gets to complete. They're starting to see things that the team is, is waiting for uh, yeah. their own reveals later. Yeah. So that was it for that rumor. Uh, and in other news, if I was able to get this out on Wednesday, August 10th, tomorrow, recording us on Tuesday, uh, City is hosting a MLS All-Star Watch Party at Bar K at 4565 McRee Avenue in St. Louis, starting at 5.30, and game coverage starts at 7.30. There's giveaways, merch booth, merch booth, and more. Um, that is if I'm able to get this out. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving town, so we had to kind of fit this in really quick. So hopefully I'll have it finished and ready to go. Uh, and it's at uh, Bar K. It's the part of the Ralston period tie-in, right? Uh, isn't that the... The bar where you can bring your dogs? It is. It's a dog-friendly bar. I know that my dog is far too high anxiety to be around other oh, dogs in that kind of yeah, setting. Same uh, here. I love my dog, but I'm not <laughs> not bringing her to a dog bar. No, no. I, I don't think that would end well for anybody. But Nope. I won't be there, unfortunately, either. I'll be getting ready to leave early Thursday morning. So, But it's a fun event, though. I, the yeah. kind of thing that you know new teams just trying to... Yep generate interest uh you know you're not expecting twenty-two thousand fans to drop in there but yeah. the, the people who do i'm sure i'll have a good time yeah so if you get a chance if you're listening to this hopefully you have plenty of time to get there it starts at 5 30 game starts at 7 30 or the coverage starts at 7 30 i'm sure the game probably starts at like 8 8 30 something like that i'll be a lot more interested next year when in the mls all-star game when uh we'll have our own players to uh to have a, a stake in it there and when we get to host it That'll be a lot of fun. For sure. Um, I believe that's it. I think so. We got it, we got it done. We did it. 
I'm off to go pick up my son from freshman soccer tryouts. It is that time of year. It uh, is. Everybody is hitting the fall soccer season running here uh, as we get into August. and All those teams get out there in the heat and uh, are getting ready for that. So, Joe, thanks once again for joining me. Good luck always. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we could fit this in before I head out of town. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember to contact us through any of our socials. Email us at cityscreport at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, etc. And thanks for listening. Good night. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.